I'm gonna check with my source, uh, Stephanie Mendoza, make sure that was accurate. Uh, how we doing, folks? How We're back. We doing? We're back. Welcome We're back. back. You know, brick through the building. <laughs> I st- it still cracks me up about my car window with that brick. They always just mm. brick, right? And I just say, you know what? I'm gonna come through your your front driver door window. Bye bye window. Fine. It's fine. I'm over it. It's done. That's all right. Welcome back to the Untitled Podcast. Yes, <laughs> with- sir. Yes, sir. With Omari Fraser and Kelsey Materi. And it's episode 21. In Calgary. Yes, Alberta. Right? Calgary, Alberta. Out here at the YYC, the 403, the 587. But really, the 403 is holding it down. Truth. If you you have a 587 number, you'll love you still. Yeah, but... I don't. Not, I feel like not that many people do. Is that a thing? I feel people still do. People, people still, still do, do, but like, but how often is, is it? Think about the area. Uh, I mean, if we want to get into area codes, then I mean we can. But like, could you <laughs> I don't imagine, know if I want to. <laughs> could you imagine if we're a place to which we had multiple area codes like Toronto? But would it really matter? Uh it always gets me when I go to like put a number into my phone and I put mm-hmm. four hundred three and they're like five eight seven and I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> What? But then you also got to open the, the question being like, hey, is it 403 or 587? Oh, I never do. But it no. mostly happens with like work oh, okay. and stuff. Like I don't, I'm not really adding numbers these days. No. So. I think <laughs> I saw at one point that there was Maddie's only a cracking third up. area code. 403. A third one. Oh, a third one. Sorry, sorry. And then the third area code at one point. But I'm not too sure mm. what this is. I'm not sure if you want to fact check it. Pull your laptop and give us a quick fact check. Do, 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 do. But I feel like, but I've also heard Toronto has like five. Yeah, but, but there is like look ter- at the con. Yes, true. They have like ten million people there, <laughs> right? You know, you look at it. Ontario has like a third of California. <laughs> Hashtag move to Mexico. Who moved to Texas? <laughs> moved oh, to Mexico. Move to Texas. But um, ending with that. But they have like the six area code. There's like a couple others, but I guess there it's so uh, clicky to where it's like if you don't have like a area code that starts with a six, you're not with it. But then again, that's Toronto talk, and I'm not from Toronto. Yeah, I just I'm out here in Calgary, Alberta. Okay, so I googled it. Out here with a farm. Jeez. All right. <laughs> fact checks okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, um, it says Calgary is officially utilizing an area code overlay in which area codes four hundred three, five eight seven, and eight two five serve the same geographic 825. area. Eight two five. Who has an eight two five number? That is ridiculous. Chelsea's <laughs> <laughs> triggered. She's like, eight two five. I have never. <laughs> I've never. <laughs> you know, I'm about to go search my contacts to see if I found an eight two five at all. I feel like that's just like a business thing maybe Some we're all checking our phones. phones right now nobody can see this obviously yes. but eight two five it's not a thing no oh oh don't oh i have oh, none yeah. i have none yeah, I have two people in my contact list out of like 700 mm. who have <laughs> i got one too <laughs> i have none eight two five that's wild wow eight two five people welcome to the club uh, wow I mean, like, what's up? Holding it down. That's the YYC gang out here, right? That's an interesting lead-in to our episode today. Yes, I was actually gonna touch on the whole moving to California to to Texas. I thought that's a big move down south. No, I'm kidding. We're not. We're not in. uh, We're not in the states. We're in Canada, Great White North. We have our polar bears and igloos, and we drink our maple syrup. But yes, 
Are you I feel elf? like there will be moves in Canada happening. We'll see. I think mm. I think there's gonna be a big shift shift in populace yeah. around the countries and all that. So we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens. You I'll know, I'll burn out here with the pipeline cancellation, but we won't get into that because we're not no, about no, that. No, no, right? no, no. <laughs> but what I am about is our guest. Oh, you're about her. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm about her. Oh, you're about her. <laughs> <laughs> She's cracking up. Very red. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, ladies and gentlemen, our guest that we have on today is... a part two. Our first part two. It's our first part two. Special. Special. Special edition part two. Special to all of us, especially me. Especially me. (laughs) Um, We've been introduced. He's definitely coming on again for part two. We got a lot of great feedback on... Part one. Oh, my God. So many. So much feedback. Definitely way to kick off kick off the untitled podcast journey but as well she's got some updates to touch on herself with yes what she's got cooking for herself and um what she's done actually through this last lockdown so yes. with that being said please welcome my wonderful girlfriend madison english mm-hmm. i have these accents i always do in front of her, but yes Madison English, welcome. Uh, hi, yeah, uh, thanks for that intro. <laughs> uh, you're super special to me, too. And wow, also, weird. those side note, side note, those <clears throat> accents. Cause, cause so, Jane, my roommate, who was also a guest on another episode, um, <clears throat> all of you guys in your accents have really, like, sometimes I just don't even know what my real accent is anymore. <laughs> well, sometimes, I'll, sometimes I'll be teaching on Zoom calls. And it'll just come out or something weird. Like, I'll say something super weird and the kids will just give me a look or some of them are just... It's... Yeah. The accents, guys. It's it out just of control. happens. It's out, it's out, I didn't ever used to do this until I started spending more time with you people. Well, is that a bad thing? Because... <laughs> you people. <laughs> well, you people. Yes. Mm. It is true, though. And every time... Every time Maddie or... And I talk on the phone. It's always like, hello, hello. <laughs> and it's like three hellos each until we actually start talking. <laughs> it's like the weird accent. Yeah, and then hellos. I don't know. I don't even know why we started doing that. But I don't know. It, have, it is an accent, too. Did it start because every time I, you pick up the phone, I give you this over exaggerated like, hello. What is going on? Well, no, it's actually because so before we started dating, every time you'd call, you'd answer the phone be like yo what's good <laughs> yo That's what's good and i was driving in the car with uh my brother and you called and i said i'm gonna answer it and he's gonna say yo what's good and i answered it and you were like yo what's good <laughs> my brother just about died That's oh hilarious. my god yeah and then it turned into hello darling how are you today after we started dating <laughs> yeah anyways he did answer the phone like that about half an hour ago when you got here. Oh, I know. He always answers yeah. the phone like that. And okay. the only time he doesn't answer the phone like that is if I'm with someone else and I'm like, watch it, watch this. You have to see how my boyfriend answers the phone. It's the cutest <laughs> thing. And then he'll be like, hey, how's it going? And I'll be like, are you fucking serious? Like, <laughs> the of one course. time you needed to uh, do course. that, you didn't do it. Anyways. But then anytime where I, I'm just like, hey, what's up? It's like, I'm either like, in the middle of something or I'm in a meeting where it's mm. like I can't be over the soft boyfriend I think we have to be like the not say monotone but controlled I got I'm, you when I'm like in my car that's when it's the best oh. I love getting like looks at people next to me when I pick up or like I have my airpods in but I'll be like oh I'll be sitting there in my car and I'll actually get my arms into it and I'll be like ah what's good what's happening what's up darling Oh my god! Just know through the phone. You know what's even funnier though is sometimes if we leave the same location at the same time and pull up 
to a red light. We'll roll down the window and pretend like we're hitting on each other. That is so cute. <laughs> Stop. I picked up her number here countless times. Several times. <laughs> and every time I pretend. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> That's it's so super funny, funny but sometimes I wonder what people think if they're watching us talk to each other through the window, if they're thinking that people are actually, or, or if they think we know each other, you know? I just wonder, because <laughs> there's been a few times I feel we've done this. And sometimes, sometimes the music and the stereo gets involved. Like... I think I had the pussycat dolls like, don't you wish yes. your girl was hot like me playing in the car the other day? And then he rolled down the window and was like, yeah, what's your number? <laughs> That's awesome. You know That's I'm awesome. Time? I'm going to get like one of those like selfie sticks and attach my number to it and like have you like over, over the car lens and like have you grab it. Oh, I think that'd be such a hilarious My little, word. Uh, <laughs> paper airplane, something yeah, paper funny. Paper airplane through, tossing those back and forth. People would be like, what are they doing? <laughs> it would confuse people. It would confuse people. I mean, um, like, hey, like, I'm not on Tinder, so I gotta, I'm going old school no. here. I'm going pen to paper. I hope you're not on Tinder. No. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that stuff's so overrated. Uh, but I just don't use it so maybe that's why, but like. I, I don't know. know. I feel every time I have downloaded a dating app in the past, it was never because I was in a position to be dating someone. You know what I mean? Like every time mm-hmm. I've dated, a, or sorry, every time I've downloaded one of those apps, it was just because I was 10 p.m. at night wishing I had somebody to cuddle and was just single as F, you know? like I got you. Okay, you know? Okay. And then it's it, it was you. always from a place of desperation and like I feel like that's feeling is, not like satisfied with who I am. You know what I mean? And just wanting someone you. else to validate it and then yeah. downloading one of those apps to, I don't know. And I feel like I'm not the only one that does that, you know? And so I feel like the people I'm matching sure. with, with on there, matching with on there, are also probably downloading with similar intentions, you know what I mean? Probably. I think, like, I've, I've never, any of the girls I've actually dated or talked to, like, seriously, like, I've never, I've always met in person. I've never met someone that I've mm-hmm. talked to, like, seriously <coughs> or dated from a dating app. I've had a few, I've, I've used the app, but then it got to a point where I felt everyone was on it. I was, I was going to challenge myself not to be on it and still like be social and, ar- and around and about and, and just be, I don't know, just not use technology. Part of me was like, man, like we didn't use this stuff back in the day. Like what's wrong with me just going out being exactly. personal and actually being like a, like a genuine human being. Yeah. hundred percent. Exactly. That which, but that's so valuable though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's personable. I, at that time too, I was then comfortable myself to where, there's like some people who I know or like you've seen where like the result they want is at the end of the night to go home with someone. That's like the result that they only want. But then I was so confident in my, I was confident in myself to where I was like, hey, if I go home with someone, cool. If I don't, cool. You know, I'm gonna go to shawarma, pick me up a lamb, <laughs> lamb and chicken mix, all the toppings. I'll be content as ever. That is such that a you thing which, to like, say. I <laughs> you know, love me some shawarma. Give me a platter. Platter during the day. Wrap it at night. Always like, wrap it at night. <laughs> always wrap it at night, folks. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, guys. You gotta wrap it. You gotta wrap yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Maddie's like beat red over there, laughing your ass off. That was a good one, though, Maddie. You, you smart over <laughs> he there. He set me up. I could, yeah, you I did. You did. I did light her up with that one. Uh, hey, man. Light it up good. I, I will continue with it, but we are keeping this podcast PJ rated. Actually, no G. We're gonna keep, ah, no, PG. it's it's we passed the it's G. It's explicit. 
Oh, it's gonna get the we're X. Going, we're going X. We're not going we, we're hey, not whoa, 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 whoa! Maddie already said fuck, so it's already explicit. It's, it's already explicit, so it's fine. But we're it's not. Okay, like, we swear on this podcast. We're not like it's only wrong. fans. We're no. Okay. No. No. Fans. No. 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 I'm just saying it's 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 you know. Actually, funny enough, swear we're words. Only fans. I think um, I'll let you finish that because I have a I have a thought we can go into. <clears throat> oh, I was just gonna say that it's well, like we swear so. As soon as you swear, it's exploits. It's such a good song, right? It's fine. Maddie likes to curse a bit here and there. It's funny. When I'm teaching, it, it gets turned off. <laughs> I don't swear when I teach. That is 10 out of 10. Good. Facts. Especially where I'm around kids coaching. You're rarely... Yeah, you got to be careful. I don't even feel like I have to be careful, though. It's like my brain just turns it off for me, and I just know not to do it, and I just don't do it there. But then when I'm not with the kids... It's like I just have to make up for the <laughs> the words I wasn't allowed to say. Fair, fair, fair. Your brain's like, okay, we gotta put it in every five words. Gotcha. What were you What were you gonna say? Um, to touch on the OnlyFans. Okay. What, what this is actually things? a recent interaction. What is it about? It's about so. Um, the I was on Clubhouse, right? The new app that's yeah been going around. Everyone has uh, I guess it's for iPhone only at the time. <clears throat> Did I send you an invite? Yeah, I but I was in the middle of doing on stuff for Untitled and I was oh, okay, I couldn't okay, do okay, it. Okay. I have to but do yeah, it. Um, it's an app that's really by invite only. Yes, so it is invite only. In exclusive at the moment, um, Maddie, I sent you invite as well. Yeah, but I don't have an iPhone, yes. so there we are. Soon, soon they'll have <laughs> Android. But there's some big plans. I feel they're going to be coming to which we're going to build some Calgary communities or rooms, and I think it'll be a, a cool spot. So people, basically a short plug. Stay tuned. Untitled. Yes. Will be on Clubhouse. Uh, on Clubhouse here soon. All right. More on the personal side. I guess we have to have. I, I guess the way we have to do is like we both enter a room and then banter off. Yeah, yeah, we got it. Banter off, but it'd be a cool addition to the to the to the platform, you know. Definitely. But moving on, what I really wanted to get into was let's have Maddie give us the update from. Yes, what is about you, Maddie? When you're here, and I know all these updates, so I also keep quiet. But I want to let Maddie (laughs) touch in as well. Well, um, go into um, some of the thoughts you had because I know last time you were skimming the surface. Yeah, so I launched my own podcast because last time I was on here, I was talking about how that was going to be a thing soon. Uh, the podcast is called Ends With Me. I Yeah, it's all about... Basically, the goal is to end generational cycles of trauma and suffering and addiction and pain that some of us can get, most of us, I think all of us have been touched by some sort of intergenerational um, stuff. Uh, Yeah, it's been definitely a learning curve. And uh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, but like, it's so, it's so powerful. Like episode three, Mm. so I got a chance to listen to that way before it dropped. Yeah. Way before. And a couple of weeks after I was like, Maddie, I keep thinking about that episode. Like certain yeah. things that she was saying, like they're impactful. Mm-hmm. It, that's the one that stuck with me the most because I got to hear it. So yeah. And I mean, we can even just talk a little bit maybe about that episode. Cause I feel a lot of it was about mm, reclaiming what it means to be feminine a little bit and like getting into healing sexual wounds. But also, and also go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> I was gonna say the trauma, like trauma, trauma, yeah, Ch- childhood trauma, childhood trauma, and also a l- yeah, and how that can be avoided. Like they, 
Sam, the woman in the episode, you can go listen to it, but she does share about how her own healing has changed and that she can see the difference between her three children, the first child who's a little bit older and then the younger two and just the differences she sees there um, based off of like the amount of healing she did even in between having the children in terms of like having a healthy relationship and having a healthy relationship with her own sexuality and Mm -hmm. whatnot. So yeah. Her story is crazy good. It is crazy good. I don't know how many other episodes you've listened to, but like some of them are also pretty good. Yeah, I've listened to uh, a couple, at least started a couple because I got to like I just I, I think it's it's just so impactful, mm-hmm. you know, and I think a lot of people really like it, especially if you liked Maddie's first episode with us. They'll definitely like her podcast. It's I have listened to it fully only parts because I know I've been the producer behind the scenes editing these podcasts. Yes. And I'll listen to a part to make sure it gets sound ready for you. Um, but definitely caught like the parts I've listened, listened on where it's like 10 minutes here, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes here. Um, definitely quite impactful and, and it has opened, um, opened up on the male side of like, okay, what, are there any male behaviors that maybe I have or that I do that reflect on to women? Like, what do you mean? Like, what is something you're thinking of? Just different ways in which... um, This question kind of caught me off guard. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I I am the host now. (laughs) (laughs) Maddie's host now. Host takeover. Uh, Just with learning a scene where I go like, okay, this is what women are going through or this is what women can go through. And does that affect... Does that affect me? Am I doing something that's going to affect that maybe for the women in, in my life? Um, really making sure I, not say gut check myself, I'm not doing anything bad, but I have a different point of view, a different perspective on what's happening with, with women. Because it's a, uh, again, it's a different life for you, for, for the different standards out there as well. Um, and it's one thing to where I know, like, maybe as a man, we don't have to do so much as the healing side because we're told, oh, don't need to heal, be tough, mm. stick with it. Compared to women where all you guys do is heal, talk, and isn't related as well to men. Yeah. And my question is going to be, because as a man you're told to uh, suck it up, don't cry, be a man, you know, like that whole narrative, do you find that there's anything inside of that that is limiting to you in your ability to function as a human? It is, let's say... Um, well, I hate to say limiting because it sounds like a very like a hard cap, but it definitely program programs my mentality to where I, I say, all right, uh, just deal with it tough, like progress through, move through, like you have no time to think about it. You know, if you wait, uh, you get left behind, the anxiety will be left behind. There's no space to really look at a solution in depth compared to compared to where I have to like just all right cool deal with it move on like on to the next and I, I definitely have the mentality where it's like on to the next because if I sit around and wait things can get messed up on but to and when I think of it as healing on the healing side and letting things actually uh you know from for myself it's very okay like if you're still thinking about this five minutes later then uh, we'll try and think about it if not um don't worry about it five minutes five so, minutes that's the only time that you allot for yourself to 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 like dwindle on um thoughts to where i'm like ah oh, like yeah i'm just i'm very so i'm wondering if men get triggered by the word healing i'm yeah 
I'm wondering <laughs> as well. I'm wondering as well because like, but do you, wh- healing? Okay, but what about when you're sad? When you have when you get your heart broken? It'll be what I've noticed. It's been like I think there's a, a very few times where it'll be like short bursts of like, oh, I feel sad. All right, pack it up, move on. Yeah, but then so in your life, have mm-hmm. you seen that? Mm, the like packing it up and just moving on actually didn't like mm-hmm, that it reoccurred that like I, you packed it up and you moved on but then later on you're like oh fuck I'm thinking about that girl again and I was about to, that's what I was gonna finish up with where it's been pack it up move on deal with whatever I'm dealing with like that day or whatever task and then it's always those times where you're like all right day's done like relax and it comes crawling back. And you're like, oh, wait, okay, let me go do something just to keep my mind occupied or... Right, and so, like, as, like, is the male coping mechanism to keep doing then, to avoid having to feel? I guess so. I guess we just want to keep going, going, going. That's my... I I want to say myself like I'm damaged goods, but... um, (laughs) No, 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 no. But, yeah, I, I, I see where maybe as a man, we definitely just keep just trucking along, going along, because then you don't have to think about um, what's really on your mind. Or like, right, you know, like, I just, like, even in your choice of words there, I was saying, like, oh, like, I'm damaged goods. Like, not, like, you used the words damaged goods, and I know, like, you're not necessarily referring to yourself as damaged goods, but just in the context in which you said that, it's, I think there is a bit of a, <coughs> I think this stigma of, like, boys aren't supposed to cry goes way deeper in the narrative, though. Oh, it's, yeah, it's I think like, I- oh, I don't want to be damaged goods, blah, blah, blah. But, like, as a female, like, I feel like so many women are more inclined to be like, oh, like, I'm so damaged, blah, blah, blah. In, like, more of, like, a joking state and less of a, like, oh, I need to escape myself. You know, like, I feel like women are definitely more inclined to be like, oh, like, this isn't working for me. You know, like, my emotions and the way, like, my thought processes, like, it doesn't work, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, and are more, like, inclined to admit that there's something not working. Because, like, I feel like there's, it's more, ex- I mean, bullshit for anybody who claims that they're not damaged goods. Let's be real here. And, I mean, I don't mean that to be, like, condescending and be like, oh, you're, like, a worthless piece of shit. But, like, we all have our stuff. Yep. You know, absolutely. like, every single one of us has trauma. Like, through even this podcast, I've been expanding my knowledge on what is even included in trauma because I mean for the longest time I was like oh I mean like I grew up in a mostly happy household my parents were still married like there was always food on the table I went to a good school it had extracurricular activities blah 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 and then could never figure out like why my freaking life still wasn't working the way I wanted it to you know and I think what it ended up boiling down to um was there was more like emotional manipulation happening in my household that although was not like a physically traumatic thing and wasn't like uh, I think what we see like in the movies this like a very big like violent explosion like over Mm -hmm. time that does traumatize you and like like shapes your belief systems in such a way that you can't like function at your highest potential because it gets in the way you know so like in relationships it's like I found myself in relationships with like master emotional manipulators right narcissistic qualities as well yeah Yep. And so, like, I I definitely think it's interesting. Like, I think we all have some sort of, like, thing that's happened in our past that, like, if that right button's poked, like, brings you to your knees, you know? Yeah. A huge trigger. Yeah. Right? And I mean, like, even, like, I think, like, racism could fall into, like, trauma, you know? Mm -hmm. And I mean, actually, 
coming back to like that, I think that actually like, I mean, being in a multiracial relationship has been an interesting, uh, yeah, <laughs> well, it's just, it's caused me to like think, you know, a little bit about the other side. Like most of my life, I just go around and I'm like, oh, you know, like racism is not that, that bad in Canada, blah, 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 blah. You know, but then like watching Bridgerton, I was like, oh my God, the like, the Duke is black, you know? And it was such an interesting, like, mm, like it made me realize that I had like some sort of like sick narrative that like the prince wasn't allowed to be colored, you know? And like growing oh. up, like watching like Cinderella and true. Little, like so all true. the mm-hmm. freaking Disney movies. That is so They're true. all white. And like, even like initially when I started watching Bridgerton, like it threw me off. I was like, how the hell are they doing a period piece with colored people? Like, I'm so confused how this is going to work. And then as I got into it, I was like, oh my God, I'm obsessed and I love this. And then all of a sudden I was like, my like little girl on the inside who still had this like attachment to like marrying a prince one day was like, oh, he's allowed to be colored. That is so interesting. What a tie. That is a big tie. That is crazy. But, but, but now they have introduced um princesses i believe of color mm-hmm. i don't know which I, in bridgerton or disney no in disney disney they have yeah in um, disney they have but i also think like even like i was telling omari like at halloween uh it was i was like looking up like couple costumes or whatever and like i was like i can't even find anything because they're all like white white black black brown brown interesting you know and then i was like looking up uh like, I really want to know what our kid is going to look like. <laughs> oh, so, so cute. I'm telling you right you know, now. But so so I was, cute. I was, I don't know. I was like searching online, like, like pictures of like biracial children or like biracial families or whatever. And it would, it was shocking to me how little content there was, you know? Oh. And like, even, you know, like those little like Christmas ornaments you can get that are like engraved yes. and stuff. Yes. The whole family is like one color. That is so, so true. Right? Holy shit. Yeah. And so, know, yeah. I'll, I'll let you, you, you keep going with that because I'll, I'll, I'll have a point to add to that. Yeah. So it's been interesting to me, like being a white female that grew up in Canada and like a middle-class family and like has never really like experienced racism necessarily firsthand. I do think like traveling through Morocco and being a minority there was definitely an experience. But uh, yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting eye-opening thing. To where you said you've noticed maybe on the Christmas ornaments and more on the commercial side of advertising, I've started to realize, I'm like, oh, like that Kleenex commercial has a mixed family. Oh, this, uh, what are they? I'm just going to try and recall it here. This car commercial, mixed family. Mm. Or um, I've definitely seen a lot more color introduced into commercials because before it used to be predominantly, um, predominantly Caucasian people in the advertising I'm like I right, well it's fine what you see but I've now started to see you know more color introduced on all sides which is great because um that's just the state of society where there's a lot of mixing and happening which I'm all about like I love yeah. seeing um biracial <clears throat> all different kinds of races coming together because um it's just the unique way that we're all going to become one and um come together come together at the end you know which uh is a very cool thought to see and of course i'll take its time to happen but it it's one to which i'm like that'll be really cool to see moving forward yeah definitely i'm curious your thoughts on bridgerton oh i loved it it was absolutely, <laughs> absolutely fire show because like funny when you were saying the dude like oh the 
like you didn't tell you didn't tell me, but I guess now I'm hearing your thoughts. Um, I was I was at the Duke, and I was like, hell yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to wait till he was like walking in, and him and his aunts and everything. I'm like, mm, shit, here we go, man. Only if this was real again. Now, now that's where it's like only if this, if this was real because it wasn't back in um, the times that they depicted. But I can only imagine like Black Duke, you know, control some land, have some people, you know, thriving. Like that's sick. It was, you know, everything there is more based on your name, not your color. I feel like that was what was heavily depicted in that in the show. show. Yeah, interesting. Like what your name carried, not who you were. Okay, I haven't yeah. seen yeah. it yet. So, and it was it was super cool to me too that like. They didn't even talk about color in the show. Oh, yeah. Not once. But I feel like that was, like, the most powerful thing. Because mm-hmm. even, like, living in the society we live in, I was just like, holy shit. Like, it's still not even like that. Mm-hmm. The fact that, like, I mean, in one of the first episodes, um, I think her name is Marina, yeah. the character. She's, like, I feel like the actress is, I don't know what her nationality is, probably mulatto like a mix of something Moroccan maybe I don't know she anyways but comes in and just like everyone's like gushing over how beautiful she is oh, and Thompson? yes oh, okay, yeah okay. <laughs> I only know them by their <laughs> 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 uh yeah but like even that like I think it's the first episode and I was sitting there and I was like I'm so perplexed like what is happening how come nobody's like staring you know because I feel like there's other period pieces or stuff you've seen where like colored person enters scene one stage right and everybody's just like their head turns and it's like well that person's not allowed in the court blah 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 blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. which i mean was a hundred percent the times i'm sure but like it's, i just liked the show a lot it was so good it was so well done good job shonda rhymes <laughs> yeah it was really good i think i have one more episode to watch i watched it in mixed mash way yeah I think we watched episode three together yeah i think you were then... missing episode four yeah, because yeah. I think oh, four or five, because I think it went six, seven, eight, because you were like, I'm on episode six. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, let me catch up here. And I saw that, and I was like, okay, like, now we're getting some heat and everything. But it was it was definitely cool to watch and see, and I'm definitely all about it. Because as, like, as a, as a, as a black man, it's, it's nice to be able to see, like, you know, your color in a position of power. Like, yeah, like, that's huge. And I know I talked about it with Nuke, a bit mm-hmm. where like Black Panther had a huge impact on um, on our culture, where it was it was nice to have kids growing up see <clears throat> black men in power, you know, respecting women has a has a huge supporting cast of women, goes through the trials himself, rises to the top, and um, just all all the messages. It was nice to have a positive outlook on that for um, the youth, you know, the growing the the black the black youth who will be growing up. In, in the future, it's nice to have that because I think the closest I'd say I have was maybe Simba or um, Simba, Lion King. Mm. Uh, I know growing up, Lion, my, my parents like to say Lion King was like that was like my Disney show. Like, Girls with the Princesses, I had Lion King, and that one I could still watch to this day, like word for word. Um, because we used to have the cassette, oh, the yeah, back in the cars, I had cassette, and we play that back. My mom would flip that A to B, A to B, A to B. <laughs> um, and I had the book and everything. Like it was definitely one of my favorite shows. So my kids are definitely gonna like gonna get like get the education on that. But there's a there's a saying to which Mufasa says, um, "You're more than what you have become." And mm. and that was one to where my parents. So any, anytime I was down myself, or anytime they like do better, say, "Hey, you're more than what you have become." Just 
progress. So um, it'd be nice now for kids to where maybe they watch Lion King, then Black Panther, they can see like what that become can look like. Mm-hmm. So there's, 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 I guess. Can you elaborate more on that quote? Like, what does that mean to you? Like, you're more than you can. Than more than what you have become. Yeah. What is it like? The deeper meaning for you. The deeper meaning for me is where I'm at right now. There's more. There's more entailed for me. So like, <clears throat> maybe when I think like, oh, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe you think of it as like, uh, trying to think of a best way to describe it that relates to the most people. Where, say, you're in a position right now where you're. You know, just working a job. You're you're very settled in life, right? You're in a spot where you're very settled. You have everything you want. That's it. All right. Well, you deserve more. You're more than what you're more than what you become. Know your worth and what what that entails to you. And that can mean in multiple ways. So when I think of that for myself, where um, I want I want to be able to have build build the life that I want for. Um, our fu- I guess our future family. <laughs> I always say my future family, but now I feel the same. All right, because you're <laughs> you're here. Aw, cute, cute. Uh, it's being able to constantly progress and know, like, all right, I am worth more. I want more, and like, I have to become more. And so that to me, that line always stuck with me. So anytime I doubt in my, anytime I I doubt, I have to tell myself or like recenter myself with that. You know, like I think there's mm-hmm. a handful of times maybe where like I watch that show, like I maybe watch that scene on YouTube. You're more than what you become, because especially where maybe like I'm not, I'm not related to like the whole Simba and Mufasa. Simba goes off in the jungle, lives a very relaxed life, even though he's the king. And Mufasa comes and tells him like, "Why are you living like this? Like you're a king. You need to be more than what you are." And then he goes on that journey. So it was a big. It was interesting to see, but at the time when I was young, you didn't have any powerful black figures to go off of. People like people like to see their color and position of power and know that you can strive. Because as you, as you grow up as a kid, you always tell you like. Have you guys had this moment where you're walking around, you're doing something, and say, like, you know, your parent, like, there's this scenario, I'm trying to think of a scenario where it's happened to me, but, you know, you're with your parents and someone powerful comes in or something, and your parents are like, hey, if you grow, if when you grow up and you do this, you can be just like so-and-so. Has that ever happened to you guys? No? Um, so, yes, I think so. Yeah? Like, maybe, yeah. what's something I can... I'm trying to think of a way I can relate it. What about uh, football? Football? Yeah. Originally, my if you parents, practice hard enough, you'll be just like this person. Yes, yeah. And of course, there's that in athletics, but this is more like on the life side. Mm-hmm. I remember my dad being telling me to go into like petroleum eng or something or like go into oil and gas and you'll make a lot of money. Well, I mean, thank God I didn't take that advice. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. And I got it maybe on the, I never got on the physical side, but it was more of like, this is what you want to look up to. This is the things you want to do to advance yourself. So um, it was an area. And, I never, and funny thing with the football, my parents didn't really want us to play football. They were more driven to education. Like the ideal plan was I was supposed to be a surgeon. Um, so I, I should be in med. My parents' plan, I should be in med school right now. Obviously, I've strayed away from that. But um, it was one thing that they were trying to push you towards and see. But I guess growing up, 
<clears throat> had a hard time relating that to her. Like, oh, like, I don't see uh, a lot of black people as surgeons. Interesting. You know? But now, now it's nice to be able to see that to where you see lots of doctors, you see multicultural everything. So a lot of kids have something to look up to. And so I want to say that was, I don't want to make it an excuse, but it was never, I remember those thoughts as a kid. I was like, oh, I never related that. To I just that. couldn't see you. Like, I'm laughing right now because I'm like, you a surgeon? Like, what? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I just don't I know. <laughs> I just don't know that it like actually plays to your core strengths. What do you mean? I can hold a scalpel, stitch up a knee, toss in a new ACL, good to go. Get back out there. That's what I mean. Come into the operating room. Hi, how you doing? Okay. What's meet? good? All right, what's good? All right, we'll get you taken care of. See, right. I, I feel like you like talking to people though. You know, like I feel like you really like to talk, but like being a surgeon, you'd be like, scalpel <laughs> needle <laughs> like it's very like serious and focused and like to the point and like i mean no, not that i've ever been in a surgery room like this is just me speculating but i feel like when you're doing surgery most of the time the person is not conscious that you're working with and i feel like you prefer the conscious crowd and i feel like you prefer <laughs> like engaging and joking and like laughing and like creating you know mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, but talking to my knocked out patient <laughs> as i have like their liver in my hand hey pal I actually live in my hand. This would be like that TikTok we made in the kitchen with Jane and the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> beep, beep, beep. You're like, your voice crack beep. Oh, that video is hilarious. <laughs> we need to shock it. If you guys don't follow Jane on TikTok, go do it. There's some it's pretty, so good. Pretty, yeah. Or Adventures of 309 on TikTok too. That, there's some good ones of Omari. <laughs> <laughs> there is. Yes, there's some funny ones of me. I'm always... I'm Do you want to see him perform Madonna's Vogue? Go check that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I walked, I'm a Madonna Vogue. I'm a hero in the night. Uh, I'm a <laughs> surgeon assistant also. I don't know if that one's on 309. No? Anyways, the, in the TikTok, also, the TikTok account... Sorry, shameless plug here. Adventures of 309 on TikTok. We post yeah. ridiculous the, stuff there. Is the one it's of true. us driving on ice? There? No, that's my personal oh, one. Personal one. <clears throat> also, next team event we're gonna do as a squad. We're gonna get like food and bubble tea and go ripping on Ghost Lake. Yes, let's do it. I saw, I was so jealous when I saw you guys' <laughs> Snapchats. Dude, there's a guy r- ripping full send, guy in a blacked out buggy, just sending it <laughs> every time. I was all about it. Then I me and Maddie get on. I'm like, okay, let's let's get through the track. I didn't first turn and I'm like, all right, let's do this spin out and i'm like all right i should have probably like driven the track and like learned where the turns are because it's all white <laughs> yeah but it's a fun time i'm gonna get my other car and we're gonna go your old one yeah yes yeah so i can full oh send. yeah like, when it's leak and oil boy pardon it's leak and oil boy <laughs> yeah, it's Please just a minor like, that's just a minor issue maddie yeah. it's fine well, i can top <laughs> it up the car's only at three hundred thousand. that car is built to last it's fine it's fine the car it it has it, it. Hey, it's coming. My other car, my '96 Beamer. It's coming of age, close to three hundred thousand. You know, she pulled through for me when it was one hundred forty-five to two eighty when I let her go. So I mean, built tough, built BMW tough on <laughs> this Ford stuff. <laughs> Not to offend any Ford people out there. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Maddie, though, what what else have you been up to since you were last on? So your podcast, which we touched on. 
yeah, the podcast, which we've touched on, I have put together my website that is live. It's madisonariel.com for booking of Reiki sessions and Reiki breathwork sessions. Yes. And besides that, I've been teaching students on Zoom calls during COVID-19 lockdowns in Alberta, (laughs) which um, has been hard. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think these lockdowns have hit the fitness industry, the art industry, performing industry. Absolutely. It's been brutal. (laughs) Like... Um, yeah, a lot of the people I know that are in the performing, the performing sector have been pretty screwed over by these lockdowns. Like I have friends that own like production companies that in 2019 were just investing in their companies and then basically wrote everything off, broke even, didn't claim an income because they were investing in their companies and then got absolutely effed over by CRB and CERB payments because they didn't have an income, technically, on paper. And so that's been a bit of a nightmare to watch, and like just like my hours have been cut down by just over 50% of what I'm normally working, and so that's been a, (laughs) a tight squeeze. And like... I don't know, man, logging on to Zoom calls every day and having seven-year-olds ask you if you know when we're going to be back in the studio yet just, like, gets progressively more infuriating every time I hear the question, you know? Because, like, my answer is, I don't know, ask Jason Kenny, But, like, you can't you can't say that to the seven-year-old. You have to yeah. be like, I don't know, like, we're just going day by day. And, like, as soon as we're allowed to be back, we'll be back. And, like, as soon as the government lets us know, like, we'll be able to come back in person, But, like, it's really hard. Like, inside my head, I'm like, fuck this. Like, I'm just so mad. And, like, on the same note, I'm like, I get it. Like, there's this new variant that's out. And, like, people are sick and the hospitals are overrun. And it's really hard not to be fucking livid that the government only shut down fitness and left everything else open just about an entire month until Christmas time while the numbers got higher and higher and higher and then shut those things down for like four or six weeks. And those things are all reopened with yeah. the exception of like, I think restaurants are still kind of... Yeah, they're closed still, I think. Yeah, but so like, I don't know. I'm all for this like getting better. I just am like having a hard time because I just don't think any... I think a lot of calls that have been made have been poor decisions and it's just like made the situation worse and it's hard seeing like mm-hmm. the people I care about and the people I see every day and the people I work with like going through the absolute ringer because the government made a shitty call in November. Yeah, You know, like that's that's just what sends me over the edge right now. It's like BC shut down everything and they're in a way better position than we are. Like, studios in BC are mostly running classes right now in person, yeah. in studios. You know, like, just a fucking piss off. But I have a question for you, though, because how many... What is the most amount of students that you have in a class? What what number? Eight. Okay, so how frustrating is it for you to be like, this is my job and I have eight kids in a class, but these kids are going to fucking school? Oh, Yeah. Like, how much of a piss off is that? Because, like, I that mean, pisses me off from the outside for you. Because yeah, I, hear- I mean, it pisses me off and it also doesn't piss me off because, like, there are kids out there that, like, their only thing is school. 
No, absolutely. You know, so like I get it. Like I do think like I'm glad the kids are in school. It's definitely they've been in better mood since they've been back to school. So it's 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 social. It's raising, you know, it's helping their mental health. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's I don't know. But it's frustrating from working a working aspect where you're like, well, all this stuff is open. The mall is open. But like I can't teach eight kids in a class. Yeah. And that's like with like so at the beginning of the season, I think we were running at like eight as a maximum capacity for classes that won't like that weren't cohort groups. So I think like some of our comp stuff was up to like maybe 12 or something. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's annoying. We didn't have I think we had one case for bring a friend day that like a friend came to the studio and then tested positive like a week later but like no one else in the studio had it so it wasn't like a like it didn't get passed around our studio at all so like everyone that I work with has been totally clean this whole time since like March I don't think any of us have had COVID Mm -hmm. test positive and so it's just like and I think I don't know like Dance Safe Alberta has been putting together like numbers and stuff and like the statistics are so low for what has actually been being spread in dance studios. I think the other thing that pisses me off right now is that we are not allowed to run privates in the studio, but we are allowed to run privates out of our clients' houses. So I can, yeah, no, I'm dead serious right now. Like we are looking right now at like rolling out mobile, mobile privates next week because we are like strapped here pretty much. We're like running out of options. Like the kids are frustrated. They don't want to be on Zoom. It's hard to give feedback on like a pixelated screen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so, yeah, we're going to be like, don't ask me, don't ask me who wrote these rules. I don't understand how it's safer for me to go to their household, but it's not okay for them to come to the studio. Like I'm just not following where the logic is in that. Interesting. Yeah. Come on, Kenny, open it up. Open it up. Let's get back to it. Like, let's get back to it, yes, but also, like, no, because, you know, like, there is no right call to make here. Like, yeah, me being selfish, like, I 100% want them to open everything, but me not, like, like, I also get it. Like, I don't want to flood the healthcare system. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just pissed off because I'm, like, I feel like there's been so many changes that make not a lot of sense to me. Like, I was talking to my friend who lives in Germany right now. Full lockdown. Like, everything is closed. Mm-hmm. The shops are not open. Like, retail is closed. And I was like, eh, fucking Boxing Day lineups. And she's like, are you serious? Oh, Boxing Day was atrocious. I don't even want... I, I can't even believe it. I just... I it, Like, so it's, it's that that pisses me off. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm all for, like, public health and safety. And, like, if a lockdown is actually going to help people, sweet. But then let's fucking go into a lockdown, please. You know, like if we had locked everything down on November 13th, I don't, I'd be shocked if the numbers were still doing what they're doing right now. And that we like, I would assume we'd be allowed to be open if everything closed on the certain, like we're closing fitness boutique studios and that's it. What? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I like the idea of a full lockdown more. I feel like it gives everyone... Except it, this, like, I would have been in favor of a full lockdown on November 13th, but right now, I'm like, I don't think, I just think, like, the businesses that have been closed, like, I don't know how much longer businesses can afford to be closed, you know? And, yeah, no, that, and that's so true. If we were to turn around and say, okay, full lockdown, three weeks for everyone, and it'd be like, you know, we do this, do this last lockdown right, we should be good to go. I think there'd be more compliance from everyone. I don't think so. I you think know? people are fucking pissed. <laughs> Like, yeah. like and especially people that are like, I feel like in the city, like it's easier for us to justify because we're like, yeah, like 
uh, like there's people like we just like live in closer quarters and there's more of us. But I feel like I and I mean, again, I'm just like speculating. But in the smaller towns where cases are Nothing. hardly anything like, I don't know. I was looking because I work out in Canmore, too. And like the cases in Canmore are so low but like they're still not allowed to open because of like cross traveling between towns and whatnot. But like, I'm just like, I'd be more pissed. I think if I was not living in Calgary, yeah. Small rural town too. Like with, with having, yep. you know, less options to buy things from, mm-hmm. you know, I mean like look at olds or Didsbury, Manton, all right? Like, like you're so limited for, especially people who don't drive to Calgary. Right. Like, I feel like I mean, if I was one of those small towns, I'd just be like, all right guys, uh, well, and I think I think some of them have started doing that, but I think the, like the RCMP uh, been good. I don't know. I I honestly I haven't really been following the news because it just makes me more angry than it does me any good. But yeah, I don't know. It's been a interesting couple months. <laughs> I I don't know. Like on one hand, it's like I'm mad that like we can't change the things that should have happened in November. And on the same note, like, it's just like, wh- what's next, you know? Yeah. Like, how do, how do you make the most of it of a shitty situation? And, like, I mean, I feel like everyone I know is doing a good job so far, but, like, it sucks. <laughs> it's been a rough, uh, a rough go. And on the same note, though, it's, like, giving me time to do this podcast and, like, sleep in in the mornings and... It's been okay. It's just a little bit stressful and it gets more stressful every week that we're not allowed to open and every week that there's no answers. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a tough, it's an interesting time. And, uh, we just got to get back to it. I'm at a point now where the plans that I want to do and everything do require things to be open. Yep. And me too. Yeah. We need things to happen because I could see in, you know, I think especially with the latest news of the whole Keystone pipeline thing getting nixed. People have were like, oh, like, well, we have things to look forward to. But with that now being gone, I mean, everyone's, people are now sitting there and be like, hey, what's next? They kind of took that, like, light at the end of the tunnel. I was like, out, but made it dimmer. Yeah, I don't, yeah. That, that was supposed to bring a lot of money. And- I would love to see, like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it was supposed to bring a lot of money, and Alberta is largely oil money. And, like, I would assume if you work in oil and gas, most likely you have some sort of engineering degree or like some degree that you have knowledge and you are good at learning and you are a smart person and even though your industry is falling apart around you like how are you going to innovate and how are you going to do something new with your life like don't let that take you out yeah like adapt and i'm sure people will adapt and i I think it's been a big theme for Mm -hmm. for this whole corona pandemic just i think the times of when i think me, me and you talked about this around like when we graduated 2013 2012 oh yeah 2014, the things you could do you can either it was either go to school take a year off work and like part of that work branched off to where everyone was talking about go up to the oil fields the mines you know go like oh yeah. i'm gonna go up north make six figures as an 18 year old and yeah. come back the four the four three weeks you have off and blow it all like there definitely was a phase where yeah oil was good and you can starting wage get paid 80 90 100 grand no problem yeah yep. i think those, those days are gone yep yeah i don't know that that's ever gonna be a thing again those are interesting times <laughs> <laughs> they were interesting times i remember when I turned 18, standing in line to get into ranchman's for an hour and a half. My lord. 
And by the time, I don't know, by the time I was 22, the line to get into Ranchman's was, there was no there line. There wasn't one. <laughs> there was there no line. There was no line. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I don't know, that, that could have been for multiple reasons, who knows, but I think a lot of it would be money leaving the city and the money in the younger age group not being yeah. as much. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, Ranchman's, uh, though, is gone now. I know. Sad, but like prime example mm-hmm. it couldn't last yeah yeah i don't know multiple i feel like reasons, th- there's I multiple feel. reasons for there that I've, which i'm not totally sure but i don't think covid was the only thing that did that one in no, although it, it definitely a, did it in it definitely <laughs> did it in. Uh, yeah i don't know man i think uh i would like to see people getting more excited though about like what makes them excited and i think i think once we do that that we will see uh new things appearing in the city like most of (laughs) most of downtown is sitting empty at the moment but i think once people start figuring out like using their brains to build something versus waiting for someone else to just like give them a job to do we'll see some super cool things coming up assuming people do that because it is easier just to wait around for someone to give you another job you know yeah but But it's nice to have time available to like do okay i shouldn't say time available because there are people that still are working yep but you know, a chance to, you know, explore other hobbies or, you know, start a small business that you can run through the internet or something. Yeah, that or learn something new. Exactly, a new skill. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you always wanted to knit or paint, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it allows for that, at least, to adapt a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is all all good stuff. All good stuff. Yeah. Um, moving to the next part. That we have planned. Um, Kelsey, there was a question you wanted to ask, right? Yes. Okay, so this has come up actually a couple times um, uh, in the past, but I mentioned it last episode um, towards the end. And so my question is actually like, so I had said in the last episode that one of my goals was to be in a healthy relationship and like thrive in it and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I had said, you know, so, like, like a Maddie and Omari relationship. Mm. And I had said that you are probably, you are one of the healthiest relationships I've seen at our age. And I have still seen a lot of relationships, okay? <laughs> but my question is, is like, like what, there's a couple questions here for you. Hey, babe, I'm waking at you. Oh my God. <laughs> Goals. <laughs> no, but like, hey, but. Cue the redness. Cheese. <laughs> okay, so my question, so. The first one is for you, what defines a healthy relationship? And I, I just, whatever you feel comfortable talking about, because I know, I know a lot of this kind of stuff, but like people who have never heard or never seen you guys together or, you know, don't have like the deep conversations that we have, what for them to hear, you know, kind of about it. I think that would be, um, you know, very valuable. Mm. So what, what do you define? Uh, like, what's your definition of a healthy relationship? She's pondering. <laughs> I see her brain I working. I think... Definitely caught her off guard here. <laughs> no, I just don't know. I'm, I'm going to answer the question, but I'm just not going to answer the question, <laughs> I think. Um, I think the only reason that our relationship... Well, there's a few really... Yeah, okay. Mm. <laughs> You so can, I are you, think are you trying to give him the short version or the long version. No, I'm just trying to figure out where I want to start because there's like a lot of different ways I can answer this question. I think one of the big things is that I mean he has said for probably the last year. And side note, we've only been dating for like the last six months. 
But for the last year, he's been saying that he talks to me about things that he doesn't talk to anybody else about. And I think part of that is that, like, I'm the space to hear those things, you know? Like, I don't think I'm super judgmental about, like, things that matter, you know? Yeah. Sometimes I can be a little judgmental about things like cooking rice and <laughs> his time management. Sometimes I can be maybe a little judgy about that. But I think, like, about about the deeper things and about, like, the things that make him tick and, like, his struggles and concerns. And I don't even want to, like, call them struggles, but just, like stuff in his life that like he has thoughts about that he wants to balance off someone I don't I think I'm pretty open to hearing what he has to say you know and I think I think as females and I think and I'm I'm speaking like for uh I've only been in straight relationships mm-hmm. like man woman but I think um a few years ago I went to this thing it's called next gen men and they were doing like uh men's workshops about like life and like personal development stuff and like it was the most in- i was the only female in the room <laughs> yes i went to a men's circle <laughs> <laughs> but they were saying that their wife was like the person that they talked to about things and so like i think part of a healthy relationship is being able to listen you know and he's actually good at that too like listening to me when i'm going through my stuff and just like listening and like sometimes he says something but most of the time he'll just like listen or like play with my hair or like give me a hug you know um yeah which I think both of those things fall into communication you know but being the type of person that is able to communicate I think is huge and not taking communications personally and then also like owning owning where your own communication fell short (laughs) you know so like there's there's been times I've been like man I'm pissed that this didn't go the way I wanted it to but then actually thinking did I tell him that this is how I wanted it to go like did I actually communicate what I wanted or did I just like think he could read my mind you know that is a common problem with women I'm just saying (laughs) is like I've I've said it before I'm like I you need to tell me because I I cannot read your mind yeah I've said it a gajillion times yeah and so I think being able to like own where your own communication is lacking and then even if you think you've been clear just like owning that there is still the possibility that you might not have been you know Mm -hmm. and like I think personal responsibility like a relationship requires two people and if there's a problem like you are part of the problem (laughs) yeah you know and I mean I also think too um part of the reason our relationship works I think is and I talked about this in one of my podcast episodes, it's probably launching soon. I, I, I am, yeah, it's still in the editing. Actually, it, it'll be up probably next week. But at the end, we were talking about our relationship and how we've been friends for so long prior to that we almost had like a, a neutral zone in which to like observe the other without having any sort of like emotional attachments or investments in what the other person was doing. So, you know, like, I'm in a super unique situation where, like, I know how he handled stuff with other girls. <laughs> yeah. And not all of it's good. <laughs> you know? Um, but, I mean, like, but I'm back in high school, he'd be, like, making out with his girlfriend at that time, like, right beside my locker. I'd be like, hey, guys, I'm just, like, getting my biology textbook. Like, don't mind me. And they'd just kind of, like, shuffle over and, like, live in their own little world. And I'd be like, that's nasty (laughs) (laughs) you know but like at the time it wasn't 
I wasn't thinking that like he was going to be the person I was wanting to build a life with, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and like even up until probably eight months ago, if you would have asked me if I thought I wanted to be with him, I would have been like, ah, no, yeah, like, mm. <laughs> you know, just, like, just like, no, we're just friends. Um, I was in denial. It's fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, like I, I feel like we, I think we're friends first and like a relationship second. And yeah. I actually think that was the advice I was talking to a woman once um, and she'd been married for like 25 years and she said to me that the reason their marriage works is because they're friends, not because they love each other. Or like not because of like the romantic things. She said it was because they're friends first. And she's like, because the friendship will always be there, but like the romance comes and goes. Interesting. You know, and like yeah. I can't speak for that necessarily in our relationship because we've only been dating for like se- six months. Six months. Going on seven soon? No, I think we're going on six. We're going on six. Okay. Yeah, depending on when you want to count the date, from. The date we have is a start date, kind of. I thought it was August nineteenth or twentieth or something. Sixteenth. was before that because my birthday's the third, and when we went to the mountains, you guys were together. And were you not? No. No, not. not this not is not. why we hadn't told you yet because we hadn't decided we were officially dating. Okay. We were just yeah, like we were like <laughs> we were like time. feeling it out, you know. Yeah, and on the inside, I'm just like wanted to ask you. So like, when are you guys gonna date? But like, you know, it's but, interesting. Though. But like, I feel like that's the reason our relationship will hopefully last a really long mm-hmm. time is because I think we're friends first. You know. Yep. And and it, I I have something to touch on that. You okay? So last week, Omari, the situation with his car, the brick through the window. You had made a post on Instagram. I think it went to Facebook as well. Yeah. Um. Someone that I know, uh, had said like, I, I, you know, I was reading through, uh, Maddie's post, and it, I, I just was like, wow, like, I, you know, I want that. Mm. Like, I want that type of, um, quality in my person. Yeah. The way they handled the way they handle certain situations is so important. Yeah. And they asked, and they, they said, why, you know, what, what, what do you think it is? I, I think, was like, you know, continue. And I said, well, I mean, I'm around them all the time, but they're a special case because they've literally known each other forever. And yeah. I think that, and I literally said, I think that that is a huge part of it. Yeah, it is a huge part of it, I think. And I also think to, if you're wanting to be with a person that's of a high quality are you a high quality person you know what I mean like I think that's the question you have to ask yourself because in the times in my life in which I ended up with partners that were not uh were not participating in a relationship the way I'd want them to participate it was because I like didn't know what my standards were I was just like, oh, well, you know, like he says he loves me, so that's good enough. Or like sometimes he puts in an effort or he was really nice to me today. So maybe he's going to decide to commit to more. Maybe this is going somewhere. But I don't think I was the person who could have held space for a healthy relationship. You know, like I was still in the mindset of taking things personally. Go, he didn't text me today. Like what the hell is like, what is he doing? Like spinning into a spiral, like. Tech, like blowing up his phone like i don't know there's days we go well the whole day without we <laughs> like don't, we don't text all day but like come 
eight, nine, ten o'clock. Nice, we have a nice ten minute call. Like nothing yeah. debrief. We just <clears throat> talk about the day, what's coming forward, or if anything, I might just shoot a text like, "Hey, I'll be over later tonight," and then debrief that way. Yeah, like, but I don't think I would have been like I wasn't the person two years ago that would have been able to like function through my entire day without flying off the rails if I hadn't heard from the person I was with at the time. Mm-hmm. I've been on the opposite side of that. Mm. And yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's nuts. <laughs> it's actually psychotic. You know, like like I will own that like there was a part in my life where I was like crazy person. And like it took work, man. Like it took me like dealing with my own shit. And so like, yeah, if you want a healthy relationship, like you better be a healthy person first because yeah. And not just like healthy physically, but like more so, more so mentally and emotionally, which I think is like the harder one to figure out how to be healthy that way, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And, yep. and figure out how to communicate healthily, like in a healthy way too, because if you're the person who can't have a conversation without taking feedback personally, like, I'm sorry, that's not going to work so well for you in the long run. And so I think like, if you're wanting a relationship that's healthy, like, you you have to show up to the game too you know you can't just expect to go about your day with your old patterns and like getting triggered and just blaming the other person for what's wrong or like trying to force the other person to change huge because you're in the relationship too like you're a common factor here and like if you're getting triggered by something that they're doing like look in the mirror why is that triggering you and are you willing to deal with that because if you're not like the fight's just going to continue yeah and it does you know it does and to add to your what you mentioned like when uh, your friend messaged you said oh like, i want that in their person um some of the aspects i guess i can say from my side when i was in that moment was i just controlled the things that i could control exactly and i literally said that to both of you <laughs> when i talked to you that day yep because I was like, you're, you know, you can't control it, mm-hmm. and that's just who you are. Like, I, Maddie was like, it was so nice to watch, and I'm like, that's how he is. So like, that's fucking awesome. Because a lot of people, oh, it, a lot of people would have lost their fucking mind. <laughs> oh, people I've been with in the past, yep. would have like gone off the yep. rails. Absolutely fucking lost it. Yeah, and and to where I looked at it, and I said, all right, like yes, it's been dealt, but it's nice to where like I look back and like yes, I can. I say I can, I control my reaction, but I knew like me flaring up was not gonna get anything done. It was like it's not gonna. The glass isn't gonna like tan it inversion back itself to yeah to where it was. Like it's been dealt, but. I just took it as an opportunity of like, you know, it's a challenge. Get it, move along, get it done. And, you know, me making the call to the insurance lady and the police and then talking with a lot of guy, like, could you imagine if I was flared up? No. No. I mean, I could imagine because I've been with people that flare up about that kind of shit and it's not fun. But circling back, like, this is why our relationship works is because, like, I know that I need someone that isn't going to flare up and, like, you're the person that doesn't flare up and like i also you know what i mean like we match in that way Mm -hmm. you know especially if we're in that because like when i say flare up like excitement like oh of course i'm gonna get excited but anger wouldn't it wouldn't have helped that situation nor does anger is that one emotion to which you can i find it does more harm than more good Mm -hmm. like 
it's not gonna help. It's not gonna help someone you're trying to get out of get out of a sticky situation or you know guide someone to a resolution. Like that, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's not a healing. I think there are ways to uh, move through anger that are healthy versus just like blowing up and smashing more shit in the moment where you're like heated. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think there is a balance there. Like, I don't think anger is something to be suppressed because I've watched that also, like, backfire quite terribly um, in my own life as well. Like, if I if I have a, something that I'm, like, angry or frustrated about and if I don't voice it right away and if I don't move through it, like, it builds and it builds and it builds and then it's a catastrophic issue that I just, like, it it's, it becomes a bowl that just, like, takes out everything in its path, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, doors start, sl- like, like, the... Uh, Oh my God. There was one day, I don't know. I can't even remember what was going on. Just like life was lifing this week. And like, <laughs> I uh, got a text on my phone from someone and it just sent me over the bloody edge. And I just like, I was at home alone and I just like started throwing shit. And like, Omari came over probably like about 30 minutes after my little like rage fit. And I was like, why is that container of r- cupcakes. cupcakes in the laundry room <laughs> like, <laughs> kind of disheveled? I was like, I, I, I kicked it. <laughs> He's like, you did what? I was like, yeah. And like the pillows over there. Like, I just like, yeah. So, I mean, I do think anger is something that does need to be felt and expressed because we are humans. And I don't think that suppressing our emotions is always healthy. But I do agree with you that like in the moment, being able to recognize like what is actually going to be helpful and what's not helpful in that moment. And like still like allowing yourself to like feel angry, but like knowing that like snapping at me, isn't going to fix it. Snapping at the maintenance guy, isn't going to fix it. Yep. Snapping at the RC or whoever the 911 operator were or not like no, non, non, non-emergency, non-emergency, whatever, like snapping at that operator is not going to do anything. You know, like, it's not going to change the situation. Mm-hmm. So, like, I 100% agree with your mindset. And I also think that, like, anger is still a human emotion and we are still going to feel it. And, like, to give it space when you have the time to give it space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Give it space is definitely a um, huge, mm-hmm. big thing where I guess it will take a space. Um, I just, I don't like being around those who I care about when I do. Cause mm-hmm. As much as, this is one thing where, I'm like, yes, but I also have a temper, which... I think you probably have seen. No, no. You might have sort of like... I'm not totally like naive to the fact you have a temper, but I also don't know that I've like seen it in full swing yet. Yeah. I've seen the aftermath of the wall in your parents' house, but like... Oh, that, that was me and Celine getting into it. Brother we love. It was fine. Wall's fixed. Can't even tell there's a hole in the wall now. The patch is so good. <laughs> that was... That wasn't even anger. That was just where we just got each other's faces. Okay. Anyways, no, I haven't. I haven't seen your like not, temper. Not, temper. Not even the ranchman's night where I threw a guy on stage. No. No, were, I don't even think I would have said that was like you losing your temper though, no, because that was, that was protected. Was yeah. My crew. I can tell when you're getting a little like uh, flustered. You like start like talking differently and stuff. It's kind of funny, but like, but like I haven't seen you like lose it, lose it. Oh, no, that that I. But I think, too, so just, like, with, I talk to a lot of really smart people that are, like, smart with emotions and, like, emotionally intelligent, and they, actually, it's not always good to, like, release your emotions in front of other people. Like, a lot of the time, like, it is something that you have to do on your own and, like, move through on your own, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Especially things like anger. I think, like... It's good to just, like, go blow off some steam by yourself, like, whatever that looks like for you. Like, 
If it's like going to the gym for me, it's like literally like rage crying in the shower, you know, or like, (laughs) I'm not the only one that does that. Like the shower (laughs) is the best place to rage cry. (laughs) Is that why you like showers so much? No, I I like showers because showers are nice. And I I like feeling clean. Like if I start feeling like, uh, like my face gets oily or my hair gets oily or like, yeah, you know, like my skin just starts crawling and then I'm like, I need a shower. I like showers because I like showers, but they are also a good place to like okay. rage cry. Because then, because then when you like come out of the shower and someone's like, "Oh, why are your eyes all puffy?" You can just be like, "Oh, I just got soap in them. It's fine." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the only. And my sister was all, like, when I lived with my sister, she'd always be like, "You were crying, weren't you?" I was like, "Yes, but I don't want to talk about it. It's fine." <laughs> She's like, "Okay, as long as you're cool." But I do think, like, um, on some level, I do think emotions like rage and anger can be things you work through on your own. And I think that that can be super healthy, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's it's tricky, too, because I've seen, you know, to where it's like y- you recognize that you have anger, but they're, that y- you don't do anything about it. Yeah, because it's not... Uh, I think anger is, it's it's a scary one to go into for a lot of people. You know, I mean, like, think like back when you're chill, like a kid, you're pissed off because like you want ice cream for lunch and mom says no. And so you have a tantrum and then like, depending on how you were raised, like your tantrum could have resulted in like a worse consequence than just not having ice cream for lunch. Yeah. You know, like, I don't, I mean, my parents never hit me, but like I watched other people people throw tantrums as a child and watch them get smacked up the butt you know and I don't think that necessarily like (laughs) helped the situation but you know so like I think some people like if you associate your angry emotions with negative consequences then like uh, yeah that's not gonna feel like a safe place to go no for sure but then uh, it's like how can you work through that you know what I mean because whenever I'm not a super angry person so I don't really Mm -hmm. like I kind of I think I manage it fairly well Mm -hmm. but I have seen where it is not managed well, yeah. but it doesn't want to be managed well. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, if I can share like a super personal account, when I was <clears throat> doing my breathwork facilitator training, um, I was, so backing up, for those of you that don't know what breathwork is, it's this, it's a breathing technique that takes you into altered states of consciousness at times. And then as a facilitator, we are trained to body do body work that is associated with um, like psychosomatic emotions in the body. And so <clears throat> I was in a breath work session I was receiving. So I was the one breathing and I had a facilitator working with me. And I started having pain in like my sacrum as she started touching my jaw. And so in this particular modality I was training and the jaw is associated with rage. And I was like, rage, really? Like, why is she picking up like that I'm enraged? Like, I'm not enraged about anything right now. Like, I don't get rage. Like, I'm not a rageful person. But as she was like touching my jaw. My like sacrum was like lighting up. And then finally it was just unbearable. So I like rolled over onto my stomach and I was like, like, can you, I asked her to like put her hand on my sacrum and she touched my sacrum and I just came unglued. Like I have not screamed like that in my entire life. Like, like beating the crap out of the floor, like screaming, crying. It was bad. And like, actually, no, it was a good therapeutic release, but like if you saw a child screaming like that on the street, you'd think that something was seriously not okay, you know, but in the setting, like it was 
facilitate it and set up so that like that can move through the body because like it's it's stuck in the body and it's linked to memories and the memories that were coming up I was like enraged you know like it was it was like old situations that I had not expressed my anger about and had just like sucked it up and like internalized it because like I thought it was all my fault you know and like when she put her hand there I just lost it I was like oh my god like I've been carrying that for six years you know and then it like moves through and then you're like oh I'm totally like like you're like ah I can breathe again that was interesting like wow I don't have to be pissed off about that anymore and I didn't even realize I was mad about that but like apparently I was because I just like scream cried and like yeah so like I think there is ways like um and not to say like breath works the only way to do that it's just like one of the modalities I'm familiar with and have gotten a lot out of but I do think that like if you feel like you are someone that harbors anger and doesn't know necessarily how to express it, that um, possibly seeking out like facilitators or like, I don't even know who else you would go see for that because I wouldn't, I've not gone to a psychologist oh, yeah. for something like that before, but like. I haven't either, but, but also too, like it could be from trauma, childhood trauma. So like maybe a therapist, like would that. Maybe. You know, cause I, it, yeah. I, I don't know. It could be. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure, like, where else you could go to, like, get an experience like that, because I do think on some levels, like, with breathwork, like, sessions can vary so differently, like, it's not, like, don't, don't take my experiences, like, oh, I'm never gonna try breathwork, because I don't want to experience rage, because, like, I've experienced, like, super beautiful breathwork sessions, in which you're, like, oh, like, my body feels so, like, light and fluid, and this, like, just, like, feels good to, like, explore what it is to be light and airy, you know? Um, yeah, but I do think that there are ways out there in which, I mean, even like I had gone to Al-Anon meetings in which I do feel like people's frustrations with what they're dealing with can be like given voice to, you know? So even, even inside of that, like going to Al-Anon, which if you're not familiar is not AA, it is more designed for like the friends and family of people struggling with alcoholism. But, like, I think if, if any part of you thinks that you have someone in your life who is an addict, like, just go because it'll help you <laughs> in more ways than you could even begin to think. But, like, I've in those meetings have seen, like, some... I mean, I've expressed rage in those meetings, you know, and, like, felt way better after, you know, but it's, like, in a safe space, you know, where, like, confidentiality is key and, like, nobody's allowed to comment on what you said or offer you advice. It's just, like, a place to give it voice, you know? Um, yeah, so I think anger can be a pretty tricky one for some people because I think it's uh, an emotion we were shamed for as children. Like, why are you so angry about that? Like, it's nothing. But the, inside of that, you, like, learn not to feel anger that like anger's bad and you shouldn't feel anger like I mean I even said it as I was describing my like experience I was like oh yeah I was like rage cry screaming it was really bad but it's like was it bad like no like that's the my the narrative I put on it right is that like being that angry is a bad thing mm -hmm. where it's like no like it's just an emotion it's moving out of my body right now because I didn't allow it to do so in the moment and for whatever reason like it might not have actually served me to express that anger in that moment like it probably would have made things a lot worse you know and I think a lot of these like coping mechanisms we have that like help us like control emotions in certain moments like I do think a lot of them uh did service at one point in time you know like if you grew up in an abusive household where 
if you were angry, you were getting the shit beat out of you. Like, yeah, you better learn to control your anger or it's going to be a lot worse, you know? So like a lot of these things are like survival mechanisms that we've like learned to navigate socially with. And so like, I don't necessarily think they're like a bad thing, but I do think it's something to recognize as to like where some of that might not be serving anymore and like where you've harbored maybe emotions that you are not even aware that you're still carrying and like finding ways to release that in a healthy, safe environment. Boom, boom. <laughs> it would, that's a, it's a, cause it's a, it's a lot, right? Like the, you know, being able to, I mean, successfully communicate and address like issues within yourselves, each of you separately, or like not necessarily just you, but I'm just saying in a relationship and then work on things and then have it, you know, be tangled up in another person's thriving and changing and Mm -hmm. you know and how it comes through in that way in a healthy way yeah Uh, I think uh relationships are our greatest teachers you know oh yeah (laughs) definitely yeah and I do think that even yeah even the the ones that we are no longer in for whatever reason I feel like if you're not in a relationship with someone I mean, I hope that your departing from each other was like amicable and pleasant, but I feel like for the majority, it is a not super nice experience. Like breakups suck. And for whatever reason, you're not with that person. Like there is a reason you're not with them. And so I think if you're open to learning the lessons that were there in that relationship in the past, that like your future relationships will be different. And like, even in our relationship, like, although it's super healthy, like, there are definitely things that it's teaching me that aren't easy things to be learning that like don't feel like super comfortable all the time. I feel like that, but that's valuable to hear though, I think, because as a listener, you know, that's, you just can't, you can't get away from being in the uncomfortable positions Mm -hmm. because every single relationship is different Mm -hmm. and every, and everybody's healing process is different. Something Mm kind of jumps back to what you said earlier. It's like the dating apps, Mm -hmm. people get out of a relationship hop on a dating app, couple hookups, just date aside, you know, just, sorry, I can hear myself in my headphones. <laughs> um, just date, you know, because they want to date because they want somebody, but aren't healed. So actually, again, really, so the quote from last week bleeds into someone else that didn't do anything to you. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, it's unique to what you said with the lessons of previous relationships, because I guess we've, we've all had them. And when I look at us we've each individually learned from the past each and each each relationship has a lesson and that's where i try to take every past relationship learn what i can from it bring it forward and um be a better version to where i can bring to to you mm-hmm. so that's one thing which i've made a conscious effort of of doing assessing and and um being a better person being a be, being a better person in that relation than i was in i guess in the past mm-hmm. i guess we both have lessons we've learned from um and yeah. one thing i actually want you to touch on on uh is i think we've talked we talked about it briefly but it was like we talk we talk about getting in like find that health relationship but also being in it and realizing that there's going to be different aspects of the health relationship to where Mm -hmm. it's going to feel unknown Mm -hmm. or it's going to feel very um it's going to uh, what there's a perfect word right now i'm trying to find my brain it's going to feel foreign yeah which is what i was actually going to get into right away here is so like i think the biggest challenge for me right now in being in this relationship is actually like receiving love and like trusting that I am deserving of receiving love because there's so many moments and I talked about this in um 
one of my podcast episodes as well. I think it's the same one I talked about earlier. It'll be episode 11. I think it'll be, I think it's going to end up being episode 11. Um, It's coming soon to a podcast near you. But um, I was just saying in that episode that like there'll be times we'll be like cuddling and he'll just start whispering positive affirmations in my ear. And like the first three, I'm like, oh, like that's so sweet. But by like affirmation number six, I'm like, stop fucking lying to me. Oh, yeah. You know, and like and like even. Oh, man. Yeah. It's been an interesting uh, experience allowing myself to be loved and like trusting that I'm like actually deserving of all these like wonderful nice things that he does for me and like deserving of the fact that like he's a trustworthy person and like I don't have to be like worried about what's gonna happen next or you know and like trusting that there's like a foundation to build with here and like trusting I'm deserving of that because like man I had to like override that to be in this relationship you know because I was like battling back and forth being like well like is he the one like I don't really know like it might be just like too good to be true kind of thing you know but then like yeah because I I think this is part of the reason like I've always known like him and I would probably be a good match for each other but like part of me is like well I'd rather chase asshole over there that's like fucking around with three other girls behind my back and like you know what I mean and then like wind up like getting ghosted or some shit like for whatever fucking reason that felt like a better time than like being in a healthy relationship like what the fuck is that all about yeah I think that it's so common it's so common. So common. And that's why that's why the saying is women love assholes. Well, it's because I think most of us think that that's all we deserve. Let's uh, be yeah. real here. Yeah. That's where I was at. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I can't do any better than this because like nobody is going to whatever. I don't know. Yeah. The inner self dialogues and sometimes be gnarly. It can <laughs> And be. so it's been interesting like coming like face to face with the opposite of that because like what I was saying in the uh, podcast I had recorded earlier on my podcast was that um, like coming face to face with someone that's like, no, I love you. And I like love you for who you are. Like it's the middle of winter. Don't shave your legs. I don't care. I love you anyways. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> or like, what was it this morning? I, some, I don't know. Oh, yeah. when I made breakfast. I can't remember what it was this morning, but I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Like, he loves me anyways, or like, whatever, you know? Oh, morning breath. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, That's exactly what it was. Um, uh, Like, the part of me that still believes I'm unworthy of love, like, has to die. You know what I mean? Like, that, that belief in my ego structure has to go. And, like, it fights, like, some days, you know? Like, it doesn't... Like, it, it means I have to have been wrong about something my whole life, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, being wrong isn't... It's most people's least favorite thing in the world is to be wrong. Yeah. And so, like, if you have a belief about yourself that you don't deserve love or that you can't receive love or that nobody loves you just as you are, like... So if you, if, if you believe that nobody is capable of loving you exactly as you are and then somebody tries to love you exactly as you are, if you need to be right you aren't going to be able to let that person in. No, and that could be an opportunity wasted yep. straight up. Yeah. It, yeah, it's wild. Because, uh, you know, when you say it's like you, you have to find your own worth and, you know, see what the value in yourself mm-hmm. so someone else can see it. Like, we've talked about that how many times, you know? Yeah. You've helped me through stupid bullshit that, you know, I go through. And you we send each other TikToks and we talk on the phone, what, at least three times a week probably. Yeah. And it just like, you know, it's so real. And I think that everybody deals with like negative self-talk or 
they don't think they're worthy of a relationship that is any different in a positive way than what they had before you know and it's like i was treated like shit i was talked to like i was like worthless Mm -hmm. so why is this person telling me all these wonderful things about me it can be like a little bit of a hard thing to to you know take in and it and it is a hard thing Mm -hmm. you know yeah but it's like once you find that value it's like it's it it kind of blows your mind a little bit. And I also think too, like part of this too is like knowing your own value as well. Cause I've definitely seen on the flip side of it, um, people who don't think they're worth much of anything. And then the second somebody gives them a sliver of, Oh, I'm kind of into you. They're all over it. That person is suddenly their whole world. They want to get married tomorrow and they ignore every single red flag. Ever. Oh my God. I love that you said that. I literally love that you said that because that also relates back Mm -hmm. to the whole, I just got out of a relationship. You're giving me attention. I'm going to date you. Yep. Which I've done. (laughs) Yeah. But that's part of the healing. Yeah. Right. Like I, I just, I just would rather, I would from learning, (laughs) I would rather sit back and and go slow with somebody that I see value in and then because I can see red flags as they come versus rushing into it and being like, well, I guess let's date. Let's we've known each other for a month or two months or whatever it is. Yeah. And then, you know, this person starts to show their true colors. Right. And you never saw them before because you never took the time to essentially evaluate this person. Well, and I think people will tell you exactly who they are. What, what do you mean by that? Sorry. Like, I mean, I don't know. My last relationship, I was in pretty seriously. Uh, he told me, like, probably three weeks after we met, he was like, yeah, I don't really think I'm, like, ready for a relationship, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't really want to date. Like, I'm still getting over my ex kind of thing. And I was like, no, like, he's the one, da, 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 you know? And, like, well, fuck, we wound up on and off for three years, God damn it. And the reason we broke up is because he was, like, finally was just like, oh, I just, like, I'm not ready for a relationship. I... I'm not healed enough yet or whatever. Like I still have my own stuff to work through or whatever. I'm like, you fucking told me that shit on like week three. Mm -hmm. And here I am three years later. And like, again, none of this was a waste of time because I learned a ton in that relationship. And like it had its really good moments as well. Like, don't get me wrong. But um, yeah, (laughs) like I I do think people will show you who they are if you're willing to actually listen. Mm -hmm. But I think, you need to be willing to listen yeah, and exactly. willing to, you know, go through some amount of X amount of time mm-hmm. and, you know, be open to it. Because once you've been treated a certain way, um, you want to make sure that you're never treated like that again. Yep. So like, I know for me personally, like, not, I'm not saying that I was in that situation mm-hmm. necessarily. I'm just saying like the people that I come in contact with, if I see like a potential of dating them, like I'm going to take my sweet ass time and make them fucking work for it too, because I'm not, I'm not gonna be in a position where I ignore red flags, and then a year later I'm fucked, and mm-hmm. I need to reheal yeah. all this bullshit again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I feel like people our age, which is why I had mentioned that at our age, like you guys are very, very healthy, because I feel like people at our age, and you know, from 18 to 28 29 whatever it may be don't necessarily take that time and they feel like they need to rush it because oh i'm gonna be 26 like i should be having a family but i am 30 Mm -hmm. by the by the by the time that i'm 30 or you know whatever the reason may be and like they just want to take the time to you know actually get into it yep Mm -hmm. if you guys don't know who lisa nichols is go look her up she posted oh god this was a few months back 
an engagement video, and it's the first time she's ever been married. She's, I might be messing this up. I think she's like in her 50s, though. Wow. And she posted a video um, just talking about how grateful she was that she had waited so long to get married. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't even want to get into what she said because I can't quite remember. I just know I listened to it and was like, ah, like, that's so wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you don't know who that is, go look her up. It could be some valuable, valuable info. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that, though. So it's like I, I, you know, I feel like people, like I said, rush into it and then they end up, you know, getting married, getting a divorce, finding somebody else, kind of rushing into that, too. Getting married after like a year or two end up getting a divorce it's like but you know the red flags that you saw that you didn't like in that person that were like kind of deal breakers you would have seen before if you wouldn't have started dating them you know and then the big again circling back like the biggest thing is like knowing what those deal breakers are for you and if somebody is telling you that there is a deal breaker the thing that they're not bending on like get out of there (laughs) you know like yeah yeah like again though it's like the whole know your worth thing yeah right because like if it's especially oh geez there could be so many deal breakers but even as simple as like you know being able to apologize after an argument and own up to it or you know a deal breaker as in like i I don't want you to don't be i don't know i don't want to date somebody that's ever cheated on somebody like it could be anything yeah I mean, one of mine was uh, smoking cigarettes. Like, that was a deal breaker. Like, if you smoke cigarettes, I'm not about it. And So, exactly. So, it's like with, you're not... With the exception of Omari, both of my relationships that lasted over a year, both of them smoked cigarettes. Interesting. Right? Yeah, but it's And I mean, the second one didn't start smoking cigarettes until, like, the third year we were dating. And then that was a whole other fight because then I was like, well... If I knew you'd smoke cigarettes when we started dating, I wouldn't have started dating you. But now you're smoking and now I'm mad about it because it's not like I just um, it's one of my deal breakers. Like I don't find it attractive. Yeah. But I mean, again, you could find somebody who's like fits, you know, what you what you want. Yeah. I guess let's say. And then they're a smoker and you're like, well, I'm not settling. Yeah. It's straight up. Don't settle. Yeah. And you actually, it's interesting. I've seen multiple relationships like and I don't some of them are, you know, famous, I'm using quotations, famous people mm-hmm. who have been together for years and who are thriving. Yep. And they're like, you know, we'll make, let's say, an Instagram post of like an anniversary and they'll be like, don't settle ladies or whatever. Yeah. And like, prime example. Yeah. Yep. Because it's... it's and I, I think too, like, uh, part of it is like being able to like turn down your options because... Because you don't see fit. Yeah. And, and trusting that like you're going to be okay on your own and that like you're worth that you're worth it, you know, mm-hmm. to like have someone treat you right. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. With that being said, we should wrap mm, things up. Wrap yes. it up. Wrap it up. We're pushing, the, we're pushing the two hour mark here. And <laughs> I'm tired. I got to go to bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we're definitely pushing the two hour mark here. Um, as nice as today is to where it was just nice to banter and I guess give people the insight to this Maddie's brain and Maddie's brain and another deep dive in always, yeah I'm always grateful to have her on she's like the uh, the one guest or you know you want to come on yes yes she's but the, always valuable information always valuable she, Maddie's got always. a lot in her brain yes. as well I know she's definitely had a lot of plugs to her to her podcast which is nice and it's been awesome to help uh help her out with that podcast and see seeing it grow and um seeing her go through all the steps that we go through and everything like we're always uplifting 
each other up and I mean that's always one thing I'll oh I would I would have done for you as a friend and as also <laughs> as a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Uh yes. Thank you guys. That was fun. Go follow my podcast on podcast platforms. It's called Ends With Me. We'll definitely be linking that and and, um, and my website that I work so hard on is it's pretty. I mean considering I'm not a graphic designer, don't have a background in graphic design, my website's decent. It does look very good. Very good. With that being said. With that being said, it's time for the quote of the day. It is. Would you like, to, would you like oh, me to read it? Oh, I would love to this one. This one, I okay. have a bit of background too. I'll okay, I'm going to circle it for you. Circle it for me? Yeah. I'm going to circle it for you. Just just so you don't get all mixed up with our huge ass list. <laughs> don't worry about it, sweetheart. Um, don't worry about it, sweetheart. Mm. So this one has a bit of a biblical yes. side to it. And it's, it's something to which I know people out here, uh, if for those of you who believe in higher power, that's great. If you don't, that's great. You know, we're all for it. But it's one to where there's this man and he was walking through life and he's having a conversation with God and he says, um, he's like, God, why are you taking me through troubled waters? He replies, because your enemies can't swim. I like that one. And I, I, I saw that. I saw that. And I was like, damn, that's. That's good. And I thought I had to repeat it because um, it just makes you think of like all the troubles you're going through, right? Those who you're around are trying to bring you down. What if you're going through all those troubles where they can't bring you down? They can't swim in the waters that they you're swimming in. Yes, it's tough. Yes, the waves are, are beating against you and um, it's hard to go against the current. But if you're the only one who can swim there, you know, it's very hard for your enemies because your enemies can't swim. That, I, I, I hit that and I like that. It just made me realize like, hey, any challenges I'm going through where I feel like it's just me, it's just me, I'm the only one who has this problem. Maybe I just got to have that perspective of like, well, if it's just you, it means the enemies can't keep up with you because they can't yeah. get in the water. You're doing the things. You're doing the right thing. I like that one. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Omari picked that one in case you didn't pick up on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 Kelsey's definitely our, our, our go-to for that, but when I see some good ones, I'm like, yeah, clock it. Get it in the books. He's always on it. Always. always. On and it. we usually um, discuss the quote of the day prior to choosing the quote of the, quote yeah. of the day. So, you know. But I guess, you know, we're going to end it end it off here. Yes, so, we're, we're, we just crossed to our mark. I don't want people to add us two hours of your day or however you get it done. But it's worth it. It's worth it. Go check out Maddie's podcast, Ends With Me. It's available on all the good tr- streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, all that good stuff. Check it out. Trust me, it's worth the listen. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, folks, eat your veggies, drink your water, and cash them big-ass checks. All right. Hope you're all doing well. Take care, and we'll see you all next time. Catch you next time. Bye. Kelsey, say bye. I said catch you next time. Oh, catch you. Ne- you mean to catch you next time. Oh, nice. I'll see you later. Peace.